Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Thanks for listening. We have taken this week off from the podcast, but in lieu of that, we want to give you a 2015 interview we did with Hall of Famer Walter Jones. So enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening. Joined now by Walter Jones, Pro Football Hall of Fame member, seven-time All-Pro selection, and NFL 2000s All-Decade team honoree. Walter, thanks for joining us today. I can speak for Kevin and myself. I feel like a little Wayne and Garth were not worthy, but we appreciate you being on the show. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate being on. Absolutely. Let's. We'll get right into the questions. In your 180-game career, you were penalized just nine times for holding and gave up only 23 sacks. And no disrespect to current Seahawks, but the team has issues with penalties and allowed Russell Wilson to get sacked 42 times in 2014. What do you think makes the difference between a great offensive lineman like yourself and an average one? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just being consistent. I think... Uh... You know, once I came into the league, there was a lot of guys that you looked up to that, that played the game of football. So those guys was going out there, you know. When I first got in the league, you had Tony Baselli and you had Jonathan Hopkins. Those guys were, you know, I remember watching him, and, you know, he was getting highlighted all on TV going against Bruce Smith at the way that he was protecting and blocking Bruce Smith. So that was the way that I came into the game saying, okay, I want to go out there and be that consistent. So I know as an offensive lineman that, you know, those are the things that, that everyone looks at if you're giving up sacks or you're, giving, or you're holding calls or you're caught, like I said, giving up penalties. So for me personally, I just thought about just being consistent every time I go out there on the football field. And I, I kind of just honed in on my techniques and the things that, you know, I had to do to prevent those things from happening for me. Uh, well, you and Steve Hutchinson actually formed one of the best lines. In my opinion, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'm humble about it, right? But you formed one of the best left sides in O-line history. What was the reason you two worked so well together? I think he came in with the same mindset. I think it was easy for him to come in and figure out what was going on. So once we connected and I understand the way he wanted to play the game of football and how he communicated, we kind of was more of a, I think, more of a silent communicator we wanted to go out there and dominate our position I think and for him to come in at the time that he did was was great for me and it was great for him but if you had two guys that were still young in the game that was able to come out there and dominate the game I think in the end that's kind of like the way things ended up that we knew what we had to do at our position and it just clicked together and you know it was just like a uh, would you say like a chain we knew what we each was thinking and we didn't have to talk that much on the offensive line we just understood that, you know, what the defense was trying to do to us, and we went out there and tried to dominate every time we got on the football field. Hey, Walter, this is Kevin. Thanks thanks for coming on. Appreciate you coming on our show. You had a couple Thank well-known you. holdouts. You had a couple well-known holdouts from 2002 and 2004. Cam Chancellor is currently holding out. Uh, do you have any advice for him during his holdout? No, nah, man, I think it's just, just believing in what you believe in. I think uh, with uh, – 
that those everybody have different types of holdouts and you know mine was more of a trying to get my contract done or trying to get a long term at the time I wasn't on a contract so uh, the put to put me and Cam in that thing, you know, it's a holdout, but I didn't, I wasn't on a contract at the time or when I was holding out in training camp. So I right. just had to come in and sign my tender. So for him, I think, and, you know, I think as a player, you know, you sign a contract and you might outplay your contract. And I think that's what he's going through right now. But I just say, if that's what he believe in and that's, and that's the route that he want to go into, to, and he thinking holding out is the, the best route at this point, you know, I'm saying, you know, you just have to believe in that and believe in the people that he have around him and believe that this is the right thing to do. And I think when I was holding out, I thought I was doing the right thing for a business standpoint to try to say, okay, this is my moment to to get what I deserve, and and I hopefully that I was going to get that, and it, it worked out. You know, sometimes holdout yeah. works out, and sometimes it don't. But for me personally, it it worked for me, and I and I was blessed not to get hurt when I did come in and sign my my my. My my franchise tender, so you know things kind of worked out in favor for me in the end. So you just hopefully that everything works out in the way that when he sit down with his people and sit down with his family that it works out the way that he thinking it should work out. Yeah. So I would just say to him, just stay focused on what he's trying to do, and if that's the way, that's the route he want to go. You know, just stay focused and say, hey, this is the plan that we set aside for each other and for the family and, and with his guys, and that's the only thing. Because you never understand, you, no one never understand the business side of it. And right now, he's just trying to take care of his business. Well, as, as a fan, we hope he comes back soon because he's a he's a force on that defense. The other thing along those lines, um, he he made his holdout known over social media. How do you think social media has changed the way people view the game, if if at all? I just think it just put people more involved. I think uh, a lot of times you don't know what's going on with players, so now these players can uh, post how they feel or post whatever they got going on. You know, they he's 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 been he's showing his 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 true self. I would say on his on his social network, and and that and that gives fans the opportunity. Some fans to say what they need to say, and he can kind of get a feel of how the fans are feeling towards his holdout. So I think it's a great thing, and it could be a bad thing. But I think in the end, this is the way that. The, the game is changing, and like you say, it's social networking. That's the way it works. So, you know, everybody is on social media and all this stuff. So this is the way to communicate and let people know how things are going or how things are going with him. Per se, you know, him preparing himself for this whole out or getting ready for the season. Walter, we are biased, obviously, as Seahawks fans. And you played your entire career in Seattle. and see, The Seahawks have broken the sound record several times playing at home. What's the difference between playing in Seattle and on the road as far as the way the fans are just, you know, so in tune to the game? Uh, it, it's, it's a total advantage. And I think it's, you know, a lot of teams come out here. And I think uh, for a long time, you know, Seattle was, you know, when they had the kingdom, you know, they still had a great fan base. So for them to, to have this stadium built exactly for them, for them to be able to go out there and, and help the team in any way they can to, to, to have a, uh, a single advantage of, of uh, that that could win games, and I know for a fact that there have been a couple of games that the crowd knows have affected the game. So, for for us as a team, or to come out there and knowing that team got to gonna have a hard time making checks or just going out there and calling a play, even in the huddle. I know that the, the crowd is great at making sure that that team have a hard time with just you know making you know calls in the huddle. So, and you can't play the game the way that you want to play it up, the way that you practice. You know, everything is nice and quiet when you're at home at practice, and then you get in an environment where 
you know, you can't even communicate with the guy next to you. So I definitely know that that definitely affects a team coming in here that thinking that they can go play on all cylinders, but it's hard for if you can't even hit a quarterback or just can't hear nothing going on, you get to try to go on instincts and that makes it very tough. Well, I'm about five nine. I weigh about a buck seventy, soaking wet. So if I had to go up against Walter Jones, that would not be a good thing. But uh, what what were some of the players that you played against who always brought out your best? Oh man, there were so many good guys. I uh, when I first got in the league, I had a chance to uh, go against uh, the late uh, uh, Derek Thomas, and this guy definitely, you know, kind of introduced me to the game. You know, just a guy that constantly, you know, I was we were playing against him in Kansas City. And this guy definitely was playing to the crowd, and that's kind of how you know, I, you know, these defense in and now that playing for Seattle, you know, they got the crowd behind them. So I feel sorry for everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A lot of offensive linemen. I had Bruce Smith, a guy that was a great student of the game that definitely knew how to play the defense. And, uh, man, I, I can name guys. Uh, Ray Lee Johnson from the San Diego Chargers, you know. He gave me fits every time I played against him because it wasn't a guy that would beat me for sacks every time, but this guy definitely made me work. You know, that was a guy that definitely I had to stay on my A game at all times because if I if – I, he just knew if I was off balance any kind of way, he would use that against me. So I always had to stay focused when I played against this guy because you had Simeon Rice, a guy that was completely speed rush. You know, I think one of the first guys that was completely – speed rush didn't want no contact but could definitely beat you with speed so you definitely had to to work on your sets and make sure you're in the right spot because if you gave up anything he will run right past you so those are the guys that definitely you know was guys that brought out my a game when i played against them and walter you, you played at florida state and then you played at seattle so you played for the great bobby bowden and mike holmgren what um both of those guys have been successful at, at different levels in football what are some of the traits you would say uh, made those two those two great coaches uh, uh, great coaches? I was good at uh, putting guys out there and and let their abilities uh, do the job. I think uh, with Coach Bowden, he understood. You know, he was more of you know coming from the same area that I was born in, and you know coming from Alabama. You know, he was definitely like they would say a homeboy that that definitely understood and understood your family and your upbringing. So it was definitely a great opportunity for me to place in here. I mean, he made the game easy for me. And the same thing with Coach Holman, you know, a guy that, you know, knew how to, to, to win and knew how to put a team together to win. So for me, it, it was it was very nice of him, you know, when he came to Seattle for me. And when I was doing, you know, we go back to the holdout, you know, for me personally, you know, Seattle had him for 10 years. So during that whole time when I was holding out, you know, I didn't have to go through, you know, new coaches. I had the same offense and I had the same – everything was the same. So even if I was holding out during the whole training camp, I knew the plays, I knew the offense. So that definitely made it easier for me to, to say to hold out. So for me, that made the game a lot easier for me to come in and play. So 
I would say Coach Holmgren, he, he knew a way to win, and we just had to believe in what he was telling us. And once we figured out what to do and how to do it, you know, the game came very easy. And then that's when we kind of went on our run with Coach Holmgren. And, and I, I was grateful for him to come to Seattle to change things and turn the city around. Now, you mentioned where you come from. You come from a small town, Aliceville, Alabama, and you have accomplished a lot in your career. I got a two-part question. Um, what was the transition like coming from a small town going to the NFL? And then also, I'm sure there's a lot of young young athletes out there who are in small, time, small towns and are wondering, you know, nobody's ever going to see me. I think I have the abilities to make it. I just I just don't know if I'm ever going to be seen. What What kind of advice would you have for, for those people? Oh, man, I would just tell them to just constantly keep working and do whatever you have to do to, to, to get seen. You know, I think that's make it holler. You know, now, today is, it's a, you know, when I was growing up, when I was, when I was, when I figured out that this is something I want to do, I was going through that same process of coming from a small town and, you know, you're not going to get a lot of recruits coming in. So what me and my coach did was we made, videos and we made highlight reels and we just sent them out to schools and you know it's easier now you can easily you know you can download your stuff you know most teams are recording stuff so you can download stuff and send you know they got so much stuff now than when I was coming through that you could easily get stuff to, to teams and if that's the if that's the route now but if you're good you know most of the time scouts can find you now that they have scouts everywhere watching all games so it you're doing anything that's making some noise. I said those teams will find you. So, but I just say just keep working and find ways. You know, look up, go online, and find ways to get that information to the coaches or scouts so they can see it. Because if they see something they like, they will find you. So I just tell them to just keep working. I think that's the that's the only thing you can say and say, hey, this, if this is something that you want to do, you know, don't don't give up on it. You know, put out every energy that you can to to get yourself out there for someone to see you. Well, Walter, you were definitely a guy who kind of, you know, you stood by your principles as a player. Um, and, you know, just talking about deflate gate for one second, do you think Tom Brady is being overly punished for it? Do you think it's that big of a deal? For me personally, you know, I'm an offensive lineman, so I don't have a – I don't have – I don't touch the football. My goal is not to, you know, so me knowing that the ball, you know, for a quarterback, you know, knowing, you know, what he likes the football to be or how he likes to throw the football, you know, I think it still doesn't, does it determine the game. You know, I still think you, for me, playing in the trenches, you still have to make tackles and you still have to make plays. And, you know, I look at it as, if, 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 you know, from what you hear from it, the balls was figured out in that game. You know, they changed the balls. From what I, I'm just like everybody, like a fan. I'm just watching TV and, and hearing what's going on. You know, even after the fact, you know, after they changed the football, they still went out there and dominated the game. And then definitely, you know, that that wasn't a factor in the Super Bowl. So it's just, a, it's just, you know, I think everybody have their opinion about it. My opinion is that I think it was you should, you have to play the game of football. You know, you have to tackle. You have to make plays. And you know, playing with a flat. You know, if they would have been out there playing with, you know, tennis balls, I think it still you still have to play the game of football. If, if we went out there and play, if we went out there and play, you know, what I'm saying that that's the, that's my thought of it. Like you still have to go out there and play the game of football, and 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 the football is one of the the the, the, the keepers from you know what we after that football and trying to get to that football. But still, again, you have to play the game of football, and I don't think it is it, it's, it's it's, it's not the integrity of the game, but still, again, you still have to go out there and make plays and still, you know, stop those guys from doing what they want to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have one last question for you. Walter Jones has a perfect day. What would be your perfect day? If I had a perfect day, you mean like perfect day as a retire perfect day or retire perfect day and perfect like I don't my my days are great, man. I don't, you know, I um, my kids are 15 years old, man. I get a chance to see them every day. I get a chance to see my son growing into, you know, being the man that he wants to be. So for me personally, a great day is just hanging out with those guys, understanding and learning what, you know, parenting is, 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 is tough in its, in its own right. So <laughs> just being a parent, because now they're at that age where they're, they think they know everything and they don't want to listen to you. So for me personally, I think right now I'm at a great point in my life where I can able to be there through this moment of their life, you know, where they're in high school and they're becoming their own person. So for me to see them and, and be there for them, that's a total perfect day for me. Anytime I can just wake up and be with them and be around them and to help them out, that's that's the whole purpose of what, you know, I work for. And when I when I got introduced to the game of football, I, that was, you know, that was my that, – that was the key to saying, okay, I don't want to live the way that I was living and this was my – I used football exactly for that, to get out of the, the, the things that I was going through as a kid or as a – as a teenager, I wanted football to be my way out, and I put everything I had into that. So at this point now, everything was a blessing and got me to this point where I can be there for my kids and make sure that everything is okay for them and definitely make sure that they stay on the right track. So I would say that's a perfect day to me to see that my kids are going in the right direction. Well, well, as a father myself, that your perfect day sounds like the perfect answer, honestly. Walter Jones, Seahawks, great. Thanks for talking to us today. Thank you, sir. Great to have you on. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.